From runasradio.com, you're listening to Run As Radio, the internet audio talk show for IT professionals with Richard Campbell. This is Brandon Wen announcing show number 780, Microsoft Viva with guest Houghton Geisenau, recorded Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. Run As Radio is produced each week by Sound Thoughts LLC. For more information, visit soundthoughtsllc.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash runasradio. Thank you, Brandon. This is Richard Campbell. Thanks for listening to Run As Radio. Today, my guest is Hilton Giesenau, who is deeply passionate about Microsoft Teams development community and has been a leading user under the Teams tag on sites like Stack Overflow and a regular contributor to multiple open source projects and a frequent presenter on Teams topics. And he's the founder of Chit Chatter, a startup building apps to make Teams more effective, functional, and more productive. And I don't think we're talking about Teams today. <laughs> well, are we or aren't we? I guess that's what we'll see. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I see the branding, this Microsoft Viva. Uh, I think we got to start at the bottom. What's Microsoft Viva? What are they talking about? Well, um, I have to break, break the uh, the bad news to you. It's nothing but teams. In fact, not only is it nothing but teams, it's even more teams, Richard. <laughs> Everything is teams. If you didn't think teams. you had enough teams in your life, it's even more teams. <laughs> 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 Turtles all the way down. It's we're coming up teams. That's um, what it is. But yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a great question. It's obviously um, you know something that's receiving a lot of um, a lot of attention in the you know in the in the press and in our circles these days. Um, so definitely worth, worth, uh, worth talking about, but at the same token, it's, um, it's a little bit of a, um, a strange, I don't even want to use the word product. Let, let's say it's a strange product and we'll see why in a moment, because, uh, Viva isn't really a product as much as it's getting a lot of news as, you know, being this new, new thing. Um, it's not really a product at all. Um, so, um, I guess we need to unpack that and just understand where, you know, where, where this fits into the overall picture. I mean, I'm putting, I'm going to add a link to the show notes for Microsoft Viva because when you go to, to Microsoft for this, there's definitely a page that says this is Microsoft Viva and it's a video, which mm-hmm. I don't know. It, that doesn't, it, it doesn't sound like uh, you don't know what it is still. All right. Walk us through this. Well, not only that, but if you watch some of the intro videos, you know, we're seeing such a Nadella announcing announcing this thing mm-hmm. when it first came out uh, February 2021. So this has eyes and ears all the way to the, you know, to the top of the pyramid, so right. to speak. Um, so with it, with it, you know, and at the same time, it's it's like not a product, as I said. So so yeah, certainly interesting. I think if we if we dive into it, the 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 thing to understand is that basically Viva is a set of capabilities and offerings based on the Microsoft Teams platform. Okay. Um, but at the same time, like I said, it's not an actual product. You could kind of think about it the way the way I like to explain to customers is you can think about it kind of like Dynamics. You know, Microsoft Dynamics is not a product per se. Mm-hmm. It's a suite of, um, you know, ERP and CRM kind of kind of things um, inside that. Viva is much the same. It's a suite of EXP products um, being um, employee experience. Um, I, I have a, a little bit of a, a bugbear with the acronym because it's employee experience, EE. Right. But, you know, we made it EXP. Our brains seem to think that way. We've somehow had to make it a three-letter acronym, you know, for, for, for better or worse. Yeah, and the E does double duty. Employee experience. Oh no! Yes, <laughs> yes we need to. We need to to do exactly that <laughs> because what is you know, this? Um, 
it's customer relationship management, you know, CRM or whatever, you know, XSM, et cetera, as the terms evolve. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was really pretty, pretty clear from the name. You know, it's something around managing the relationship with the customer, you know, pr- pretty clear in the TLA there. Right. This one isn't even a proper TLA. So, no. yes, it's definitely more. <laughs> um, the, the general idea here, though, is that employee experience is it's it's focused around the su- suite of apps or the, the kinds of apps that are aimed at employees. Right. So, you know, an ERP would be, you know, aimed at specific operational stuff. A CRM mm-hmm. would be aimed at, you know, working with stuff, but focused on, you know, managing customers, et cetera. The, the, the employee experience stuff is, is aimed at services that employees need. So it's things like um, applying for leave, um, recruitment, onboarding, um, all of the kind of stuff that staff needs in order to be effective in their, in their role as staff. You know, this is not the stuff that I'm using to get my job done. Do you look at that strictly as HR then? That that's just the yeah, but that's a two-letter acronym. Oh, okay, that's there, why it's broken. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, to a large extent, it is. It is. Um, you know, it's exactly that. It's it's the HR kind of tools. It's the tools that are aimed at employees, not getting their their line of business role done, mm-hmm. but the the broader tools of being an employee. Right. And so there's often a lot of you know a lot of custom apps in large organizations, like the amount of custom sure. software built used by employees for employees is not a trivial thing. Like the, often we have, and I think it's hip these days to have HR as a SaaS product or, or an internally installed, you know, off the shelf product as well. But the amount of custom software that organizations own for their employee well-being, I've never used that phrase before. Like that's a weird way to think about it, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's like, I'm trying to reduce the friction of all the things you need to do as an employee Outside of doing the work that we pay you for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely. So I mean, if I'm, if I'm in finance and I'm, you know, uh, handling a purchase order, you know, that's the ERP. You know, yeah, that's it's the, doing the job. Uh, that's the kind of doing the job exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is the other stuff that I need to be a successful employee. So a lot of that is just basic, you know, hygiene, if you like, yeah. you know, applying for leave, and you know, I've been sick and, and logging the six days, etc. Um, but you, you've touched on another point as well. A part of it's also around advancing myself in in my career. So mm. it's it's learning learning related tools. You know your LMS, um, the you know the classic learning management solution that would fall under this 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 sort of uh, broader banner as well. Interesting. It's, you know how do I find learning that's appropriate to me or that's part of my particular career development path? That kind of thing. And then you've touched on employee experiences. Oh, sorry, uh, you've touched on uh, employee wellness as well, which is again, a, you know, a more recent addition, I guess, to to the fold. Right. Um, things like making sure that I'm being as productive as I need to be, but at the same token, you know, trying to maintain some kind of work life balance. Um, and obviously, the last year has been a particularly interesting time in in that space for yeah. a lot of people. Uh, you know, we had we did this the pandemic series last year, and there were these conversations mm-hmm. about many folks that now were working remote where they used to work in office, and arguably doing too much work. Mm-hmm. You know, the number of organizations mm-hmm. I saw, I even saw this at Microsoft, where it's like, "Hey, we're taking Friday afternoons off because productivity is actually too up, and we think people are burning out, and you know, we want to you know help relieve the pressure." So rather than saying just slow down, it's like let's carve off some time, which I thought is really interesting that people's response yeah. to this weird circumstance was to work harder. Well, you know, I mean, Scott Hanselman talks about this, you know, the, the kind of the guilt of the remote employee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remote person. Uh, there's an element of that as well. I think also many of us, you know, have been doing uh, 
you know, several large chunks of, of time a day commuting that we certainly didn't have to do as well. So I suppose we were kind of not quite sure what to do with the time, feeling guilty and, and, and you know, working more. Um, and, and that, uh, you know, is, is quite a caused part of the problem but the other thing is we don't have that mental switch as well you know notice we're at home you know with the kids and we're on on a you know a work call totally focused on on some some sort of professional matter and suddenly we've got to you know uh, be a chef and be a homework advisor and be a tech support for uh, you know some some classroom scenario etc um, so that context switching at, at a at such a rapid pace was also extremely stressful yeah you know this is the longest stretch i've been home in 30 years and uh and it happens to be the time when my my dog is very old. And he's 16 and he's failing. And wow. I have had to stop to drop out of two meetings because he was having a seizure right behind me in the in wow. the past year. Because that's sort of the price. But it, and I and in one hand, I'm grateful I'm home that I've been here <laughs> to help him in these last days too. On the other hand, it, you know, I don't have little kids. Mine are grown and live it on their own and all that sort of thing. But I have this <laughs> dog. And so sure enough, I, I mean, I was in the middle of a presentation to a group in the UK and I said, I'm sorry, I have to drop off right now. My dog needs me. And yeah, because yeah. he was literally on the floor and throbbing and, you know, and, wow. you, and you, and you can help him. He's surviving new medicines, but it is, it is what it is. But what a strange way to work. And, and I, you know, in some sense, because you and I, I think we've been remote working for many, many years in, in various sure. forms and then also in person in various forms too. Uh, and so you don't think anything of it, but I have done this pandemic may be, I have never dropped out of a meeting mid band like that, but <laughs> during this pandemic, yeah, but it's I become acceptable. Well, is, and isn't is that interesting? Like the response of most folks was like, I hope the dog's okay. And he's like, yeah, no, yeah, I really appreciate that. Like he's, yeah, I, I doubt that anybody's going to be mad. It's like you should have let him left him twitch on the floor. It's like I don't think so. Nobody's going to go there. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It I'm is. the same with kids, of course, as well. You know, yeah. they need a, they need love and attention. They do, <laughs> and 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 honestly, my reaction to kids coming up during a meeting is with delight. Like that's always been a thing, and I appreciate folks. It's like oh, pet time, and everybody drags out pets at once. Like. <laughs> we are in a curious time in work. You know, the, we are. That's just we that's, are. interesting that's days, sense. as they say. Without a doubt. And and admittedly, I mean, I don't know how you guys are doing in South Africa. In Canada, it's, we're starting to feel like the pandemic is going to end. You know, vaccination rates are up. We're, we're getting to the other side of this thing. I don't know what it looks like after, mm -hmm. you know, what, mm -hmm. what, what, how it's actually going to shape up. I, I'm very curious. Uh, what are the, what are these things we're going to keep? So, I mean, I look at Viva now as the way you've described, which I think is very compelling and say, this almost seems like a product of the pandemic that well yes i mean that, that's a that's a great point uh, i suppose we have to come back to the to the main topic at some point <laughs> but uh, yes absolutely i think you know the we, we talk about the idea of the exps as you know something it's a term that's been been around for a little while right um so you, you could ask to some extent though why now you know mm -hmm. you can say maybe why altogether but certainly why now you know it's a big part of that microsoft themselves are you know one has to remember that as much as we're consumers of their product they're also a company and also an employer right um you know so they've seen both sides of this of this coin so to speak and um yeah it's you know it's clear that they've seen how the employees were struggling and ob obviously seen the opportunities in the market to 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 bring something together you know to try and address this problem so the the interesting aspect to it though is that if you look at 
the you know I, I go back to the announcements in February of of what Viva was and you know what the whole idea was. Essentially, it's four different apps. At least right now, you know who knows what the future will bring. Right. But there's four apps that that underpin this brand, and at the time that they were announced. Um, to some extent, there was really nothing unbelievably new. All of the apps um, had some footprint already in the store. For example, what we know of as Viva Learning today, which again we can talk about, we need to discuss the apps a little bit themselves and what right. they do. But one of them is was is a learning capability for surfacing learning content. There was something that was doing that in the store already from Microsoft, and the vast majority of the content, I think probably 90 plus percent of it was in Chinese. So it was, you know, hmm. for an English speaking audience, probably not something a lot of people had played with, but there was something under that banner and it was surfacing video content and sort of, you know, making recommendations and so on. And that same app is is is, is sort of morphing into Viva Learning. And likewise, you know, with, with the productivity and well-being stuff, et cetera, et cetera. Um, on the Viva Connection side, something aimed around intranets, again, we need to dive into them a little bit more, but, um, aimed around kind of bringing your your web-based, principally your SharePoint intranet into Teams. Mm -hmm. um, that was something that was announced in September of 2020, um, something in the form of the SharePoint Home app, which was due to arrive in March of 2021. So to a large extent, Viva Connections is really just that app under a new brand, again, as kind of part of this family of EXP products. Hmm. So not not necessarily a huge um, revolution from a tool perspective, but really it's it's the, about the idea of, of of the brand and and having a label that that sort of unifies all of these things in in one manner. This reminds me of the Power Platform too, then, right? Because there was Power BI and there was Logic Apps. And, you know, there, there were sort of these bits and pieces, and gradually it seems like Microsoft consolidated under the Power Platform brand, taking a few uh -huh. existing products uh -huh. and then adding a few more connectors and bits to make it more unified. And now we have what we're calling it a platform, but basically a way for, uh, sure. I, I hesitate to say citizen developers because I don't like the term, but like for domain experts to build uh -huh. automations uh -huh. in the cloud, um, which is very cool. This, yeah. when you, we have you describe it that way now, it's like, okay, here's a few products we already have that kind of fall into this banner of things employees need outside of their primary work. Uh -huh. Then there's some more stuff we could add to unify that. I mean, I could have called this just an intranet too, right? Like, if I, cause that's what yes. I use my intranet for in the organization is all of the sure. stuff my employees need. Absolutely. Very fair point. Very fair point. And again, I'm doing a lot of webinars and whatnot these days. And a lot of them are focused around the ideas of intranet, mm -hmm. the ideas of teams as an intranet and so on. Um, in fact, I had one, we were, we were lucky. I was working with, with a, um, one of the vendors and, and doing a, web, a webinar and, you know, as part of their series. And we'd pretty much locked down the topic and we were just finalizing the, you know, the title and et cetera, that like the day Viva was announced. So I said, well, hang on. <laughs> we need to just understand how this works because yeah. it's exactly you know, on the nose, we need to just understand and make sure that we're updating the content to be to make sure it's still relevant to the audience. But yes, absolutely. The idea there, though, is, I mean, as you're saying, the intranet is really exactly that. It's that that place where employees go to get a lot of this kind of stuff. Right. The key thing to understand, though, is that the intranet traditionally is, well, it's, it's certainly seen as a web-based 
um, you know, web portal. It's, yeah. it's a web-based experience for all of this stuff. What we're seeing with Viva is that it's breaking apart some of those uh, pre-con- preconceived notions, if you like, to surface them in a different way. So again, like, you know, let's talk about learning. You know, we may have seen the LMS as a sub-portal on the main portal, but again, a web experience, a web page you go to for right. stuff. Whereas in Viva Learning, what we're seeing in the Viva space is that it becomes an app on the side rail in Teams. Right. Where we go to stuff. Well, so and I've, I've done this show, this idea of is Teams the new intranet? This is now uh-huh. the same way you were supposed to open a browser as soon as you sat down and go to the portal of your organization. And it was your bridge to all these other things. It's like open Teams and your sidebar is that navigation hub for services. Yeah. Yeah, to a large extent. Remember, Teams is two things, though, From or at least from the perspective we're talking about. There's the sidebar, but there's also the experiences inside of the Teams themselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I take learning, a learning is, is more than just, a you know, a, a, like a, a, a raw listing of content. It's curated content. You know, the, I mean, uh, the, the way learning works is that it's bringing learning content that the organization has tapped into and surfacing it to me. So, if my um, organization is a subscriber of LinkedIn Learning, for example, then the LinkedIn Learning is is the content that would that would surface inside right. there. But it's curated. It's not every possible course in LinkedIn. It's, you know, it's what the organizational development, learning and development manager has sort of earmarked as the primary stuff we want to be seeing. Um, but we could see, you know, that's as a left rail experience. We could see a lot of that stuff appearing as tabs in particular areas, sure. for instance. And and it, and it sounds like it's going to steer me towards Microsoft solutions for each one of these things, which I guess is... Not fun. necessarily. So that's, so that's that's really interesting to speak about as well. You know, why, why don't we just sort of list through the actual Viva products themselves? So I can show we're... Before you do that, let's take a break for this very important message. You've got Microsoft Teams, but not a lot of ways of managing it. Don't panic, you've got Policy Pack. Policy Pack can instantly enable you to manage the key Microsoft Teams settings that's driving you and your users bonkers. Manage team settings like auto start application and open in background, on close keep the application running and register Teams as a chat app, and more. Want to see it in action? That's a no-brainer. Come to policypack.com teams for a super quick demo. That's policypack.com slash teams. But don't stop there. Use PolicyPack to manage and secure the files that users transmit within Teams with PolicyPack Secure Run. Don't let one bad file mean you have to figure out how to pay millions in ransomware. Use PolicyPack Secure Run to stop ransomware that can spread through Teams files just like that. Learn more about all these solutions at policypack.com. PolicyPack, securing your standards. And we're back. It's Run As Radio. I'm Richard Campbell. That's Hilton Gies now. And we're talking a bit about Microsoft Viva. So you've mentioned topics, insights, connections, learning, like this magic four. Let's spend time with each one. Where do you want to start? Um, so why don't we start with learning? That's, yeah. that's you know, we spent some time talking about that. Let's let's at least clarify that. Mm-hmm. We're, we're off into the show. We haven't even discussed the products themselves. <laughs> so we Nothing unusual. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to give them some air time. So, yeah, principally, there are there are four products in the Viva fold. Hmm. Um, there's Viva Learning. There's Viva um, uh, Topics, as you've said. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Viva Connections. And the last one, of course, is Viva Insights. Mm-hmm. So, let's just talk through what each of those, um, you know, is and, and, and what they do so we can sort of talk about them more, more intelligently, shall we say. We'll start with learning, as I said, because we've, we've, we've t- been speaking about that one so far. Um, but as we said, learning is essentially um, the 
idea of bringing your your learning management content into the teams based experience mm-hmm. and what it's what it's doing is it's surfacing um uh, uh, learning partner content into teams so microsoft is working with various third parties linkedin obviously is you know one one that jumps to mind for, for you know for obvious reasons right. there but a number of other important third parties are coming in there as well so the likes of skillsoft and edx um and and various other learning um, solution partners are partnering with Microsoft to make sure that their content is is sort of front and center first party content inside there. And in addition, there there's talk that there will have the ability to service some of our own enterprise content in that as well. So if we have our own, let's say, video content that's important, something along those lines, we'd be able to surface that as part of the overall learning experience too. And a user can come and uh, you know see the see the the courses, see the training, you know see ratings and number of views, and mm-hmm. you know all of those kind of things, and and choose to kind of kick off the learning experience. But again, it's part of that you know that backend provider. So I could start in Teams, but carry on you know in browser on in my LinkedIn app on my tablet, for example, right. carry on that same. All right. So learning still in development, but obviously some features there. Do you want to talk about topics? Yeah, absolutely. So um, in. Topics is essentially focused on knowledge management. Okay. The idea here is that, um, well, if we, if we go like a step back in in in, in time, uh, Microsoft has this concept called Project Cortex. I happen to hate the, the 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 name. I love the Cortex part. I hate the project part because right. project makes it sound like it's got a start and an end. Um, and it's and it's if anything, it's the exact opposite. Of that it's really a um, an incubation project, if you like, for um, various knowledge management kind of initiatives inside of Microsoft. One of those that we see is, is something called SharePoint Syntax, mm-hmm. which is around um, you know knowledge extraction from, from documents and content and things like that. One of the other things that's part of the Project Cortex uh, family is this is this Viva Topics. Um, and the idea is that it surfaces knowledge management capabilities inside of Microsoft Teams. So part of what it's doing is it's identifying terms in chat. So let's say there's an acronym that, you know, is, is the name of a project inside of our organization, something right. like that. If somebody's using that in chat, it will flag it, it'll underline it, and highlight to the user that there is, you know, that there is, there's something to be done with that term. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that there's more to be peeled back in the onion on that term. The user can go ahead and hover over that term and they'll get a little pop-up, what they call a topic card, like a little you know, embedded experience that's showing them there's, there's a little bit about this thing, a little bit of description, relevant um, knowledge experts in the organization, relevant documents, things like that. And if they want, they can then drill down to a full experience around that topic, which will take them to the full Microsoft Viva Topics app inside of Teams in the left rail again. Interesting. Okay. Because this also reminds me of, I used to call it Delve. Did you ever hear this mm-hmm, term? Mm-hmm, is it is sure. similar? Um, well, so Delve was doing exploration around what people around you are working on, what documents right. you've worked on recently, things along those lines. This is more a topic that's a, a you know a concept that that is interesting to to pay more attention to. Um, so it's it's a slightly different take on on things, if you like. And again, it's an embedded Teams experience as well. Whereas you know Delve was kind of like a standalone thing. It had some interesting capabilities there, but it was you know more of a standalone experience. Right. But but and I see I like the idea of topic centric versus I guess more people centric, which was mm-hmm. Delve. But they all they all seem to push on this idea that. Often there are people in your organization you may not know about that are working on mm. related things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Again, I mean, core core tenets of knowledge management, I guess, is, you know, helping uncover knowledge that's there already. Yeah. That isn't necessarily obvious to you. Well, and also the it's costly to organize that stuff. Like curation is uh-huh. time consuming and it often doesn't get done. You're lucky if everything's in one folder, much less organized in a meaningful way to help you find things. <laughs> sure. Sure. Folders of overloaded terms to us in SharePoint land. But yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no kidding. Absolutely. Uh, all right. So, to- topics is trying to associate data together, um, which that's cool. Right? That's a that's a powerful concept. And I mean, I I initially thought wiki, right? Like again, it's like where sure. do we, where do you put related knowledge? Yeah, to to an extent, that's that's kind of what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like the idea of a lot of this could be assembled automatically just by people's behavior, terminology, conversations, who they email. Like oh, there's a lot of emergent knowledge there that would be useful to to appear in some context, so folks can look at that. Sure, yeah, right. absolutely. And I mean, it's worth it's worth uh, obviously being aware. You know, we're not giving any of these things, um, you know, their full justice. You know, these these are really just high level helicopter overviews of these yeah. things. There's more to chat about on each one of these. Oh things. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure each of these is a show eventually as they mature. But these are also <laughs> early days, right? Sure. Uh, where do you want so to go we next? Jump on to the next one. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so let's let's chat about um, connections. So okay. Viva Connections, uh, we, I think we we mentioned it up front, but is essentially what became of what was called the SharePoint Home app. The idea here is surfacing a SharePoint communication portal inside of inside of Teams. So this is saying, you know, we've got an investment in this traditional kind of intranet experience, if you like. Uh, you know, we've got a, 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 a you know beautiful, um, elegant. Uh, content management system of of sorts. Let's go ahead and bring that into inside of Teams, mm-hmm. so that we can do a lot of our work again in the you know in the tool that we're spending a lot of our time in directly. So to a, a simple extent, if you want to sort of super simplify it, we're kind of shoehorning SharePoint into the left rail inside of Teams as right. well. Um, there's a little bit more to it. There is some some kind of nice special source around integrating search experiences and and integrating some um, some some navigation experiences and whatnot. Um, so I think there's you know there's definitely some good value to there. But if you want a kind of really super super um, nutshell version, it's 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 bringing your SharePoint communication site into um, into um, into Teams. Right, and these are also related because I've seen plenty of like that home app being that's your portal front end too, right? It's not hard to add navigation on that to push you over to HR stuff and and learning and other things like that. But this is really putting teams on teams as the front end interfacing to the work you've done in SharePoint already. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. So there's, I mean, there's a lot to unpack on there. One of the key things to 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 talk about is, you know, if you've got a SharePoint intranet, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you don't, then you, you, then connections becomes a little bit trickier because you've got nothing to show. You know, you right. have to have a SharePoint investment in order to uh, in order to surface it under the Viva Connections banner. I mean, it's not going to magically make that site appear simply because you you know turn a, a you know, turn a key, so to speak, right. you know, push a button. Um, you, you need to have still done that investment in the SharePoint space, which means you still need to do the traditional investment of putting an intranet together. You still need to think through what makes sense to put on the page, what gets targeted to which group of users versus other group of users, who's going to be maintaining the news. You know, there's nothing that kills an intranet project worse than, you know, the latest news being 18 months old, for example. Yeah, nobody, you don't have that curation. 
Yeah, exactly. If you haven't assigned those roles, you're going to have the same problem. You know, Teams and Viva is not going to you know make make that kind of challenge, the, sure. that classic challenge. Going. But SharePoint also crosses the line to the to work versus the employee experience stuff. I'm starting to use the term now. Because often, I, I mean, there's projects under SharePoint for customers. Like it was my office document management tool, right? A project management tool as well. But we're still specifically focused on the sort of employee experience. This is where my, my doc, where, where I might have document reserves uh, and information for that are around legal or healthcare or things like that. Could be could be living in SharePoint. A lot of HR could be done from SharePoint if that's the way you choose to do things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But one one has to remember SharePoint is a many headed beast, and it's yeah. and it's useful for various things. Yes. You know, don't forget in in Teams if you go into a team and you go into the Files tab, you know the 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 document content there is hosted in and you know nothing more than than SharePoint behind the scenes. The head, yeah. What we're talking about here is really SharePoint as you know one specific workload. We we have the idea. Of if there's something you've ever seen, but there's a there's an idea of a, a kind of an unstructured content pyramid that we've used as a as a talking point in the SharePoint game for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's it's a way to kind of show the volume of content of unstructured content in an organization. So at the bottom, you've got your your kind of user content being you know the widest area of the pyramid. That's what the most kind of unstructured content you'd have in an organization. The middle layer is the is the kind of team collaborative get your work done kind of layer, and the top layer is the organizational top down kind of content that SharePoint would store. Right. Company policies, uh, videos, you know, welcome from the CEO kind of videos, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, there's levels of control that are very different in terms of, you know, what you have access to add, edit, and update at different levels of the pyramid, etc. Viva Connections is very much aimed at the top of that pyramid. It's right. the organizational intranet experience that that's being surfaced. Interesting. Rather than, you know, all of your, you know, your, 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 your team working docs, you know, the invoices and purchase orders kind of stuff. Well, and the more we talk, the more it feels like a Microsoft product because there's at least four ways to do everything. <laughs> sure. Right. Sure. It, 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 Interesting I, enough. I could be putting those videos under learning, but I could also put them under the SharePoint, uh, uh, you know, under connections in SharePoint. Like there's a lot of choice here. And I could be putting the documentation in connections or it could be emerging out of insight too. Like that, uh-huh. that that's interesting. You know, it seems very normal that part of this for us as IT folks is make a plan. How do you want to organize yeah. this? Yeah, and, and there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. You know, people think in different ways. They might want to access content yeah. in different ways. But, but I also so. appreciate, and it's you natural. already have a bunch of this stuff. And what we're really mm-hmm. talking about with mm-hmm. Viva is trying to consolidate it in a way that puts teams on the front of it and mm-hmm. and has one place to look for all of those things rather than you having to construct your own portal over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Somebody asked me recently, they said, uh, around Viva Connections, they said, isn't this just Teams and SharePoint? I said, no, you've asked it the wrong way. Isn't this just Teams and SharePoint? <laughs> you know, you've got to remember, these are two of Microsoft's most impactful and important products sure. over, you know, several decades. It's not so, just um, anything. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, uh, you know, isn't this just peanut butter and chocolate? <laughs> yes, but it's peanut butter, butter and chocolate. chocolate. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to be said for that as well. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's it's surfacing experiences. Again, employee experiences is mm. not, um, you know, anything fundamentally new in concept. It's it's just a way to bring the experience that surfaces more effectively where, you know, where people are working and, and, and in a different way, different, different way to access and Part content, of me would hope it would be enough opinionated that this is me helping to organize all of that idea of employee experience in one place. 
but it's always that balance of flexible enough so that existing work doesn't get get excluded either. Like I think that's mm-hmm. part of the challenge of all of that. All right, we, sure. we got to talk about insights. I, I hope it's not last for a reason. But no, no, it's, uh, it's uh, we, maybe we should have gone alphabetic. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, the last and, and certainly not least, um, insights is aimed around productivity and well-being. So it's around helping you get a better grasp on your day and using mm-hmm. your time more effectively, blocking out time, for example, setting specific things in your schedule through the app, but you know, ultimately like looking into your calendar and whatnot. So it's partly that it's it's helping you be more effective and and productive. Um, but part of that as well speaks to things like well-being. So we're seeing the Headspace uh, application, for example, being able to be surfaced there. Right. It's helping you do virtual commutes, um, transition between work and home if you're working remotely, things along those lines. But also tapping into some of the workplace analytics capabilities to help um, uh, um, people up the food chain, if you like, understand you know where there could be potential hotspots in terms of um, in terms of overwork and and, and work life. Uh, balance, you know, getting out of balance, so to speak. So which teams are working too hard, which are working, um, you know, harder relative to, to other teams in the organization, you know, beyond uh, beyond the average amount, you know, those kind of things. So all of that is kind of falling under the, the insights banner. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, I get an email from M- my M365 account every day telling me about how my time has been used and, hey, have you followed up with this email and so forth? Like, And sometimes they're really quite useful. That sounds like a more insights is that and more. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. I mean, there's, there's lots of debates around, you know, the, the monitoring capabilities in there and Microsoft's dialed back some of that. You know, I don't want to get into the, you know, should what should they be monitoring and how much and so on. Oh, no, there's um, always that, a creepiness factor in any of this. But if it's useful Absolutely. to you. I'm trying to stay away from that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we're, we're also, we're all IT folks here. And we are, we are also on the other side of, we have a responsibility to the organization to be aware of what kind of messaging is flowing through the organization. Because there's a liability, depending on what country you're in. You know, if someone is using company email or company tools to harass others or to conduct illegal activity, we have an obligation uh, to to deal with that. So, yeah, I, I get that it's a bit creepy, but the bottom line is we're required to monitor. And if we can also monitor in a way that benefits folks, that helps them be productive, you know, they, they, we could make that work. I, it's interesting, you know, we're going to have to deal with the cultural aspects of it. Uh, it's unavoidable. But, you know, I have to remind folks, it's like, hey, you know, I've been involved with Exchange for a long time. Company email is the company's. And the company has a liability to it. Please do not sign up to Ashley Madison on your company email. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Br- broader discussions. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, Hilda, this is really interesting. I know we've just touched the surface. It'll be interesting to see how folks react to this conversation because I think each of these product areas represent a whole set of conversations on their own. Yeah, they do. And I mean, we've, you know, we've only just scratched the surface. There's other critical stuff to, to, to discuss and we could dive into a lot of things. Sure. Um, maybe, maybe what we can do just before we close out is just touch on some key things in terms of pricing and timing. Right. I think it's important people be aware that, you know, the, the, the products are all at various stages of, and various stages of release. Mm-hmm. Connections, for example, we have the desktop experience is now GA. Part of the, 
tools that we were promised in there are still coming. They're, right. You know, they're not that they're not coming. They're just not at GA right now. The mobile experience on connection is also only due later this year. Things like that. So, and and the same to you know to a large extent applies across all the products. So. It's brand new stuff still coming. We're all kind of learning together, but just be aware that, you know, not everything is at, at the full stages of, of, you know, of full release at, at all points. Sure. And also very important just to state the pricing is different across these different apps. Also still to be announced on some of them. We don't know what the full story is going to be, but just as a very simple example, at one end of the scale, Viva Connections is a free capability, whereas Viva Topics, for example, because you're tying into the, the you know, the, the, the powerful knowledge engine and, and analytics and whatnot that power that, that's priced at $5 per user per month. Interesting. Um, so the, the opposite of free, if you want to say it that way. Um, and, you know, where, where the others lie, we're, you know, we're still still waiting to hear, but um, probably somewhere between free and and, uh, and, and not. <laughs> yeah, it's still early <laughs> days for all of that. It, and it's interesting when the exactly. products in preview, it's like, take a while for a spin, figure out what we're going to do. What are we willing to spend on? Do they have the value? The fact that they're already telling us $5 US per user per month for topics means they must be pretty convinced that it's valuable, that they're, they're yes. willing, they're willing yeah, to absolutely. charge for that. So that, that's really interesting. Absolutely. Uh, Hilton, thanks so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate the, the talk. Sure, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I uh, appreciate the chance to, to chat with you and connect with the audience. Yeah, you bet. And we'll talk to you next time on Run As Radio.